Motivate Me to Run Podcast, Episode 15. This is Coach Alex. And Audrey. And today, we invite you to listen in to our first interview of a runner that had a struggle in her last 10K race, and we'll find out why. On this episode, we are excited to have our first interview, talking with runners from varying backgrounds with the same goal we always have of giving you the tools and encouragement to help you in your own running journey. These episodes won't be limited to our Motivation Mile format, where we share all these tips in the time that it takes to run a mile, but instead we'll give our interviewee a bit more time to share their story. All right, well, before we start with our interview, I want to give a huge thank you to Audrey. Motivation comes from everywhere. It can come from tons of different directions. And this week, I want to thank Audrey because the motivation came from her. Usually, I'm a treadmill runner in the wintertime, watching my favorite documentaries, watching my favorite shows that I have been building up over the summer and to be able to stream it throughout my treadmill runs. But this year, I had a goal to get outside as much as I could. Whenever it was dry, whenever it was cold, no matter how cold it was. This week, we've had two snowstorms and I swore I would never run in the snow. I know you can call me a wimp if you want to. Come on over and tell me. But Audrey encouraged me and said, but dad, it looks so beautiful outside. So we went out and it was so much fun just frolicking and playing in the snow. Yeah, it was amazing. Running through the snow is like running through a beautiful foreign land because it just transforms everything. It does. Thank you again, Audrey, and thank you for motivating and inspiring me to get out. I also want to introduce our new website, MotivateMeToRun.com. We invite you to come over and check it out. We've been hosting our site, if you will call it a site, over on our podcast host platform, but now we have an actual site. So come on over, learn a little bit more about Audrey and myself, see where we're running our next race, and you can catch up on all our past episodes as well. Audrey, what kind of running personality do you have? More type A. We have. I have to check everything off and make sure I complete all my runs because I'm obsessive like so that. So you have your running plan. Yep. You like to check off every run. And if you don't get a run in and you don't get to check it off, do you feel a little, little bit of anxiety? It's very demoralizing to me at least. <laughs> well, I think sometimes we think that being a runner means you have to have that type A personality. But runners are made up of so many different personalities. Our runner today, I'll introduce her and mention that it's my wife, Cassie. She, yes. So she doesn't actually have the same personality that I have, which is good for all of us. Good for our family and good for her and good for me. What was that, Cass? (laughs) I said I agree. I'm just kidding. And her approach to running is a little bit different than my own as well. Cassie, are you the kind of person that likes to check off boxes and have a running plan that you have to stick to? What check boxes? I'm not even sure if I knew about them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so today I want to share how inspired I am from her because she has had so many different obstacles, so many different things that have blocked her path to being able to run, something that she may or may not admit that she loves to do anyway, but she keeps moving forward and she keeps trying and trying no matter what comes up. So Cass. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's fun to be your first official guest and uh, be able to do this with my husband and my daughter. That's super cool. Yep. So I guess to you, Audrey, you need to call her mom. I'll call her, I guess I'll call her just Cass. I'll say that for now. <laughs> if she makes you mad, maybe we'll call her other things, right, dear? That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we would love to hear a little bit about your running and fitness background. Yes. So really, like what you said was true, is I've struggled with health and fitness my whole life, not just from a fitness standpoint, but also from a health standpoint. So the first thing is I have a major physical challenge, and that is is that I have a very terrible hypothyroid disease or hypothyroidism, and that already makes everything much more difficult. But I, I say that because I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with all kinds of sicknesses and illnesses and, and whatnot, and it, things like hypothyroidism make it harder to do things that seem simple. And so then you all of a sudden add to the mix something that's a little bit more difficult or takes a lot more physical effort, such as running, and it's a much bigger task um, physically. And so that's the first issue that I deal with. And then, you know, from that, I end up getting, you know, sick or whatever. And like, like the one summer, I think it was 2015 or 2016, 2016. I actually... It was 2016. I was actually on a running plan, checking the boxes, and for the first time in my life, I was actually labeling myself as a runner, and it felt amazing, even powering through my hypothyroidism, and that particular summer, like I said, I checked the boxes, you know, did all these things, and I was preparing for my first Spartan race, which was super cool, and that particular summer, like, uh, I lost more weight than I ever have. And it's not just about, you know, the running. I also monitored my diet, but I've kind of always monitored my diet. And so that's why, you know, losing weight can be difficult. And so I knew right then and there that running was like the best thing for my body because it was the first thing my body had responded to. And so then we went and did the Spartan race in Oregon. This was in August of 2016. Super fun. It was an amazing experience. Um, and physically, I actually felt really good. And I, because I had trained for it and prepared for it, not just running, but a lot of, um, you know, weightlifting and, and just various different things to prepare for that race, it was great. And I was so excited to be able to come home after that race and continue on to my next training plan. But then I got sick. And it started off as a simple cold that ended up turning into bronchitis. And it lasted for, uh, gosh, I think it was about 12 weeks. And I would attempt just to run a little bit. And I would just start coughing and hacking. And so the doctor, like I would tell the doctor, I'm, I want to stay on track with my running. And he said, you can't. You have to stop. Right. And you need to let yourself recover. And he said, you can't even do a little bit because, and I don't, and it wasn't that the running was causing my sickness to drag out. It was just the nature of that particular sickness. But over that 12 week time period, that's a long time to go without running or training. And so I felt like it was a really, really big setback. And so then I didn't run for a while because I was so frustrated and discouraged that spending the whole summer from like May to August prepping for this Spartan race and feeling really good and finally losing weight and then just have that major roadblock. And then ever since then, it's kind of been a struggle to 
get back into a consistent running routine. But, and I know I'm like talking a lot here, so I'm just going to, because you asked me my whole history, right? I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I sure did. Yes. So after that, though, I did run a handful of 5Ks, and then starting, I think it was in 2000, what was it, 18? I'm trying to remember. Was my yeah. first campaign 2018? In March, right? Yeah, March of 2018, so almost two years ago, I ran my first 10K, and I did do a little bit of training for that, and so I guess when I say a little bit, I did a little bit more than a little bit. I didn't necessarily check the boxes or do everything by the book like I had done you know, two years previous to that, but I did do some training for that, um, and it was a pretty good race, uh, especially for my first 10K. I felt pretty good. I am trying to remember going back that far. I ran, I think, all the way, and I did take breaks at the aid stations, but my, my philosophy when I actually run is I tend to run slower like I start off slower and I kind of stay at a slower pace um, so that I have the endurance to run like as long as possible that's a smart and, plan yeah and so that was actually a good race and so since then I've run three more 10ks but with each one life has just gotten crazy and hectic I've done less and less training in between I am really opposite of you and Audrey because I'm still going out there and doing it despite the struggle I have with my thyroid, despite the busyness of life, I have found a way to still complete these races. And I like having a race on the books as you've already encouraged everybody to do because it encourages you to keep moving forward. And so like you, you've always told people when you finish one race, have another one on the books before this next one finishes so that you keep going, so that you have right. a reason to keep going. Right. Um, and so that's probably the one thing that's kind of kept me just stopped from falling off the wagon completely because another reason is unlike you and Audrey, I'm not necessarily particularly fond of running. You guys what? are like... Wait a second. <laughs> if I would have known that before we brought you on. Right? <laughs> Like, I'm just, I'm confessing it all now. Because, um, <laughs> like, this is my one opportunity. Help, I'm in, like, I'm a, I'm a running widow. <laughs> but seriously, like, you know, I do not have the, the same drive or passion that you guys have about it. Like, for me, it is a chore. But I do it because, like, my experience in 2016 of actually um, having a plan and sticking to it, like, physically, I felt really good. And it was like the first time in my life that I was doing some sort of physical exercise that was helping me power through my hypothyroid problems and helping me lose weight. And so I do it because I know it's good for me. So I'm the type of runner that is, doesn't do it without a plan. And I do it because it's good for me. I don't have a, so I'm not like you guys where you guys have your plan and you do it because you love it. Well, um, let, me, let me stop you right there. Yeah. I really love this because I think what you're showing is we all have this idea in our head of what a, the perfect runner is. Or, no, let's take it back one step. We all have this idea in our head what a runner is. A runner is someone that does this and this and this and this. And we're always ready to say that we're not a runner because we don't meet those criteria. And sure. I think there's a lot of people out there that think to be a runner, you have to have a running plan, plan it for your next race, checking off every every specific training run, if you miss more than maybe two, all of a sudden you're not a runner. 
or maybe someone you're someone that doesn't even have a training plan and is just getting ready for that next running outing activity race whatever you want to call it but you say I'm not I must not be a runner because I'm not following a plan and I think that's where we really need to step back and say you know what we are all runners we may have different approaches we may have different ways that we prepare and train but we are all runners and we're all in this together I, I wanted to back up every episode we have an image for that specific episode that tries to detail the personality of what we're trying to capture for that specific topic. If you see those, and if you don't, come on over to motivatemetorun.com slash 015, and you'll see a picture of Cassie and myself at that Spartan race. I think it was August of 2016. In that race that we ran together, it was a blast. I had so much fun running with you. It was right after that picture specifically is right after we got out of the barbed wire crawl. I knew exactly what day it was in 2016 because it was on our anniversary. Yes. It was kind of like our anniversary anniversary race. Yes. And what I thought was it was so much fun to run that with you. And you were, you are so right. You were running, you were really becoming the runner that you wanted to become, right? You really were seeing some of that weight come off and, Something you didn't mention with the hypothyroidism, and for those that struggle with it, they know the struggle. The struggle is real, that how hard it is to, to lose weight when you have a low thyroid. That's a huge host of issues in and of itself. And so when you add in everything else that you were talking about, that is, that's a lot of obstacles and a lot of things that you're having to fight through to be able to do something that you may or may not have a true love for but you can see the, and you're motivated by your health. You're motivated yep. by getting out there and doing it because you want to maybe lose a few pounds. But when you have these things that are coming against you, that's, that's really tough. It is. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, I think that's what a good point that you said. My motivation isn't for the love of running or the act of running or even the motivation to run. My motivation for running is an outside source of my health and feeling better and trying to, to do what I can to take care of myself. And that, that's my motivation. And in fact, we even joke because like you and Audrey, like especially you, Alex, you can go out there and run these long runs at like 14, 15 miles on a Saturday and you don't listen to music or anything because you just want to listen to nature. And I've always joked that like I have no like desire to be out there running. And so for me, like the longer I run, I have to listen to music and the longer I am running, like the angrier the music has to be to keep me out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that's just kind of like true because I know I'm like, I'm out there and I'm going, we're going to do this because it's good for you and you need it. And so that's kind of like, you know, in preparing for these other 10 K's, I've, I've had a completely different approach and we can, I think we're going to talk about that here in a second, but I just hope that what people are hearing is that I'm just still trying even through the obstacles. Yes. Even when I don't feel like it um, because it is hard. Running is hard. Well, let's go ahead and move into that, your different approach or how you like to get through your runs and your races. You have a different way of doing it. I, I love what you said earlier about how sometimes or at, at first you were running slow so you can get all the way through your race. Your last couple of 10Ks that you've ran, and I think you ran 
uh, maybe I think four in the last year. And so that's really an amazing number right there. What do you do differently to get through your races? Yeah, well, actually, it kind of started my first two 10Ks. I kind of like had the idea of I'm going to start slow. And the most important thing was just to not stop and to keep going. Like that was kind of like in my mind that I just needed to keep running as far as I could. And so I knew my own endurance level that in order to do that, I'm going to be a slow runner. And so my first two races of the two, my first one went well. My second one was in Arizona. And I really, really enjoyed that race. It was funny when I got to the start line, I was thinking to myself, what are you doing out here? Like, you are not a runner. You haven't trained. You know, I was like saying to myself things like, you know, you really suck. What do you think you're doing? But then once I started running, I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to do it. And so once I started running, then I actually felt really good to be out there. And so the second one was actually better than my first one, even though I didn't train quite as much. And it could have just been elevation because we live in Utah. And so it was a little easier maybe that way. I don't know, but it felt great. And I ran almost the entire thing without stopping, which was what my goal was. And so whenever I get to a race, like I feel as if my goal should be to do this without stopping, that that makes me like a true runner. But then I realized that that's not the case, especially when you're at a race and you see all around you that you have people of all different types of running skill levels or, you know, ability, like different levels of training, all kinds of things that what's important is that you're out there doing something. And so I kind of had to like, when it came to my third one, it was already scheduled when I finished my second, but then I didn't train. And so I really didn't want to do it because I'm like, I, I did finish, you know, the first two, but it was hard and that was with training. So how am I going to finish my next one? And so then Um, I started doing what I was doing when I would run for my practice runs and that was intervals and I have really come to appreciate and enjoy interval running. What I mean by that is I either set a specified distance or a specified amount of time or whatever where I'm going to run. Or maybe a song length. Or song length, yes. And I'm going to run for not as hard as I can but harder than my slow run or faster than my slow run. And then I will drop back down, do a speed walk, and have about the same amount of time recovering. So if it was like a three-minute, I'm going to run faster and push myself, then I'd have like a three-minute walk about. That's kind of what I do at home. At home, like it it varies because I do a lot of mine on the treadmill too. And so the treadmill is a lot easier to see exactly what I'm doing. And so with the treadmill, what I'll do is I'll start where I do a five-minute warm-up and then I will run at a 5.5 pace for a couple of minutes and then I'll walk for a couple of minutes and then I will jump up to a six for a couple of minutes. So when I'm at home, I increase my speed or my intensity, if that makes sense. But it's, it's easy for me to do when I'm here at home on the treadmill because I can actually control it. When I'm out on the course, though, it's hard for me to man it, look at my distance and I'm not, I'm not like super vigilant, like a real runner where I'm checking my pace and my watch all the time. Of course you need to uh-huh. stop saying real runner, but go ahead. <laughs> um, and so I just get out there, I put my music on and I, and you know, I start, I do start running slow as my warm up. I do a slow run to warm up for one song. And then for the whole race, one song I run, one song I speed walk 
run, one song I run, one song I speed walk. And I have found that that has been a wonderful compromise to keep me active, to keep me going, to not make me completely hate running because I'm making it work for me and my body yeah. and to be able to be out there in the races. And you know what? It's really cool because there are a lot of people out there that have a similar sort of thing. Like when I did the Honolulu 10K uh, last month, I had zero training. Like I probably only had done legitimately a few runs before that from my last race. It was really bad. Like it was like almost a no training kind of race, but those intervals helped me get through it. And I felt really good. It was hot other than it being hot out there. Um, (laughs) It was hot for everybody, not just you. Yes. And when I got to the start line, I didn't intend to do intervals. I had actually said, okay, I know I haven't really trained. I've done three before. I'm just going to go out there and run and try to make, try to not stop. (laughs) Um, But a mile in, I was hot and I was already feeling it only one mile in and I thought I'm not going to make it. And so that's kind of when I said the mindset gear switched and I said, no, there's no reason why I can't walk run this race, especially when I looked around me and there were people that walked the whole race. And then I saw other people that were doing the exact same thing, run, walk, run, walk. And so it's nothing to be like ashamed of. It's nothing to think that you're not like doing something that's good for you because you're running that way. And so, you know, we've even talked about now, I feel like I'm a really good speed walker. (laughs) And sometimes my speed walking is actually faster than my slow run pace. So my next goal is to speed walk a half marathon and go into it thinking I'm speed walking this and that be perfectly acceptable. You know, I, 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 I'm not sure how many times that you and I have gone to a store. I still remember before I did the Spartan Beast up in Montana, I think it was in 2016, the night after or the day I, it could have been before or after we were in the store and I couldn't keep up with you no matter what I did you were speed walking like a mad woman and I just couldn't keep up and that's a <laughs> usual thing in our household isn't it well and I do find it funny that you are like a, like a marathoner and with just everyday life you can't keep up with me you know, know and I know for a fact that I can that I can speed walk a half marathon because I am also like a Disney theme park freak <laughs> So, and I do wear my pedometer. Like that's when I became like a serious speed walker. If there was like a sport of, well, I guess there is a sport of speed walking, you know, you put me in a Disney park and I, I will speed walk a half marathon. And when I wear my pedometer inside the Disney parks, I've had days where I'm walking eight, 10, even the last time I went to Disneyland, it was a 14 mile day. It was um, a fast day. It was you and I for we bought each other our Christmas gift was a trip to Disneyland and it was 14.5 miles in one day of straight walking. So yes. Yes. I still remember we were actually in one side of the park, I think near, Oh, what, you said, Railroad. yep. And then I said, there's no way we can get over to it's a small world in three minutes, in five minutes. And yeah. you just said, watch me. And <laughs> three minutes later we were over there and I, I was having one heck of a time keeping up with you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, I, yes. I actually, yes, I actually do love uh, speed walking. And so, um, and I feel like it's a little bit gentler on my body as well. And so like that compromise of like speed walking and running, um, you know, these 10 Ks has been like actually a really, really great thing for me because it's kept me going. Because yeah. if I thought to myself, 
the only option is running only, I would probably discourage myself, you know, just because of my time limitation and some of physical limitations I deal with, then I probably wouldn't even be out there at all. I actually am, am really thankful that I did it and thankful that I didn't talk myself out of it. And it was really cool because there was actually quite a lot of speed walkers during the 10K for, for Hawaii. And so they were actually very inspirational to me because they were more of where I'm at, you know, with what my body can handle. Well, I'm going to make an announcement here. And that means that we have to do it, right? Right. So one of the things we've talked about doing was trying to sign up in the next two to three years. I'm saying that just to give us a chance to think through it about when's the best time for our family to do the Dopey Challenge down in Walt Disney World. I would love the Dopey Challenge. And yes. you, I think, had talked about wanting to speed walk that, trying to get all the way through, and I have no doubt in my mind that you'd be able to just go crazy and be so successful in that. Remind me, the Dopey is a 5K one day, yep. half marathon the next day, and then nope. a marathon. What is a it? Five, a 5K, I think, on Thursday, a okay. 10K on Friday, a half marathon on Saturday, and then a full marathon on Sunday. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was all four. That's pretty well, sweet. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you made the plan before you understood, so I guess it's too late. So here would be a cool plan, and here would be a really cool plan. What's Run that? the 5K, Okay. do intervals on the 10K, and then speed walk the half and the full. There you I go. That sounds like a good plan, right? When we do that, we're going to bring you back on to find out how the Dopey Challenge went for you. That sounds great. That would be so cool. Yes. All right. Well, so you mentioned that your last 10K, something you told me afterwards is when you were doing some speed walking, didn't you say you were actually passing some runners? Yes. Yes. I was actually, it, it was funny because I would start running and some of my runs in the interval were, were faster runs and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make this as fast as I can. And other ones were like, we're going to make this a song. We can just get through. <laughs> um, but when I would speed walk, it was funny because my pace really didn't decrease. And the time, my finishing time for Hawaii doing those interval jaunts, actually, I think was my best half marathon. Wow. <laughs> my best 10K time. You've got the half marathon on my mind now. Yeah. Um, wow. So like she's really focused, Audrey. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that was actually my best time, if I remember right. And so, yeah, so even speed walking, I was passing a lot of runners. And so I think that that should hopefully be an encouragement to everybody. Doesn't Your speed doesn't really matter because you have all different kinds of speeds and levels. And so I was actually really happy with how fast my walk was. <laughs> Something else, too, I want to just say a big thank you for is you mentioned when you get out there to run that race, there was people from every background, every different body type, every different pace, every different running style out there all enjoying the same race. I think there's a lot of people that are intimidated to get onto the starting line because they think, I just don't look like what I think the perfect runner looks like. I had that struggle too. Right? And yeah. so what you're confirming to us though is Anyone can get up to that starting line. And even as you just said, on your last 10K, you weren't able to get in the runs that you wanted because it just didn't come together, but you were still able to do it. You were still able to do, it sounds like you know, it was a great race and you were able to complete it, right? Yes. And you maybe had fun too, right? 
I did. I actually had a lot of fun being out there. And, you know, I even got distracted because we, in Honolulu, it was, it's in December. And so they actually have their park. They have like lights in the park. Yeah. And I even got distracted and went off the trail with, you know, probably about 10% of runners were going off of the running trail to go kind of take a brisk walk through the park to see all the lights. And I was taking selfies everywhere. And so I even lost a little bit of time doing that. But the thing that was super cool about it was that it was just really fun to be out there. And that's what I like try to remember too, is that I feel like I'm going to dread it when I get out there. Cause like, you know, honestly, my training runs at home are not that exciting or not that fun, but being out on the course is just a super awesome feeling. And it's a really great feeling of accomplishment, no matter how you get to the finish line. Wow. Well on that, I'm going to say thank you. We're going to transition real fast to a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we have three questions for you that we're going to Perfect. be asking everyone that we interview. Our podcast is sponsored by Audible. Now, Audible is one of my favorite tools I use when I run. I know that sounds really odd. I know Cassie in her interview mentioned that I love to listen to nature, but that's not completely true. I love to listen to nature sometimes, and I love to listen to audiobooks the rest of the time. So this year, it's January 19th as we record this, I'm listening to my fourth audiobook of the year. I'm on my third running audiobook right now called The Ultra Mindset, and there's some really great tips in there that you'll probably hear presented on this podcast in a future week. But I really love Audible because it gives me so many different resources and books that I can listen to, whether it be fiction, whether it be running books, or whatever else. So right now, Come over to our site, motivatemetorun.com slash 015, and we encourage you to click on the link over to Audible, and you can sign up, get a free 30-day trial. You get one book and two Audible originals. One of my four books I listened to was an Audible original, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. They have an Audible Challenge 2020. It goes until March 3rd if you sign up. If you listen to three books, that would be your one book and your two Audible originals right there, you can get a free $20 Amazon gift card. Come on over again to motivatemetorun.com slash 015 and you can click through the link we have on our site and it will take you to all the details. All right, Cassie. Well, we are just wrapping up our interview and this has been so full and jam-packed of everything and so much motivation. Thank you so much. So we have three questions. Okay. So, Audrey, you take the first one. Sounds good. What's been your favorite race? So my favorite race, I'm probably going to say like Honolulu, obviously, because who wouldn't want to run a race in Honolulu? And that was my first time in Hawaii um, as well. And so the whole experience was completely amazing and awesome. And at the finish line, they had fresh fried sugar donuts. <laughs> so that was like a super cool bonus after working so hard to be able to eat those warm, gooey donuts. And their donuts there don't have holes. <laughs> it's like a big clump of fried dough. <laughs> so, but as far as the actual run run, be, like the thing I didn't like about Honolulu is that it was hot and it was oh. weird because it was like, we started at like five in the morning or something, five or six in the morning. I think we maybe we're out there at five and we started at six. I can't remember exactly. You're right. I think it started at six. Yeah. 
but it was like dark and it, and it wasn't cold, cool. It was still felt like it was like in the seventies or something. And then when we started running, which is why I really struggled with that first mile is it was so hot. And so my get up and go was like probably worse than it has ever been for a race because, and I think in my mind, I was thinking that this race was going to be easier because it was low elevation, you know, and all kinds of things, but it was a hard start because of how hot it was. And also there were just like so many people and because there was no like set start times or corrals and they just let everybody go. There was a lot of traffic jams. And so you, like, if you tried to have a pace, you couldn't. And so, but then, like I said, there were really positive things like being able to take a little walk in the park in the early morning to see the Christmas lights and things like that was just fun. So for the experience overall, Hawaii, but for the actual run, I'm actually going to say Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, because on that, that was my best race where I felt the best about. And, you know, like I had ran, you know, for most of it. But the temperature was perfect. It was also super early in the morning, but because it was in, I think it was in February, um, it wasn't wicked hot like Hawaii was. I think it was in the 50s, maybe 40s. I don't remember. And, And, but I felt really good. That was the one where I physically was feeling really good. Plus that one, they had my favorite breakfast, which was delicious, thick, French toast at the finish line. <laughs> um, and so donuts and French toast. <laughs> what was that, Audrey? I think we're beginning to see a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finish line food will, you know, because when you come out of a race, the, all you can think about is food. And so then if you can eat like fried donuts or French toast, you're pretty happy. So. Well, let's move on to the next one. What is your favorite running tip? So my favorite running tip is going to have to be intervals. And that is don't let obstacles get in your way. Like don't set an expectation that is so high that you can't achieve it. So intervals is my favorite. Just run intervals if you can't run a full length. So the last question is what's your next race and when will it be? So we just scheduled it and my mind just went blank. So you'll maybe have to help me fill it in. But I am running my next 10K. Where, where is it? <laughs> where is that? Or do you remember? No, I don't okay. actually. <laughs> well, we'll find out exactly where it's at. And that's, I, I love how we continue to schedule races because it keeps help driving that motivation. So Yes, yes, it does. But it's, it's coming up here in a couple months. Well, thank you so very much, Cassie, for coming on, encouraging us, giving us that extra motivation and sharing so many tips. I really think there was so much. Well, we need to wrap it up. Uh, I do want to encourage you as you continue to listen to these episodes, please come on over to MotivateMeToRun.com and check out our new website. We also encourage you as well to come run with us as well. We have a new page on our website, and I think it says Run With Us. You'll see it up in in the menu in the top. And the next race I'm running is going to be the Seaside Marathon on February 16th in Ventura, California. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be run 100% on the coast. So I get to be running right next to the Pacific Ocean all the way there and back. It's going to be a beautiful race. Also, come on over to Facebook.com. Wow, Facebook.com. I just dated myself, didn't I? Come over to Facebook and look for the group Motivate Me to Run. We have 600 runners and counting that we come on, we share, we're a family, encouraging one another and helping each other through our obstacles, encouraging and motivating one another in our next run. 
So come over and become a part. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, thank you, Cassie, so much. We had so much fun talking to you. Everybody, until we see you again, take care. Bye.